Hey, listen, how good is it to have the boys back on the box? Hello, Brisbane. Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate range missile over Brisbane's new bike hire scheme. What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see in Nashville? Like, at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some forex. Hello, and welcome to Unpacking Brisbane. And if your name is Lin-Manuel Miranda, you're going to bloody enjoy today's episode. How does a rich place sub? <laughs> Son of Miranda. Keep going. Hot mum. Well, we'll talk about that. Well, it's crazy that all of Hamilton was just improvised on a podcast. Yeah, they improvised. Such an intricate musical, really. Just it's very off the cuff. Let me say, yo, yo, yo. All the people are black now, and we walk around. Are there black people in Hamilton? Yeah, bro. God, few and far between. Henry, I got to admit. Well, we will get to demographics later in Wikipedia because I do have some observations. But what we are doing today, we're venturing again to the north side. We're going to the land of Eat Street. We're going to the land Mm. of Piano Cruises and the land of Perpetual Traffic Works. Henry, we're going to Hamilton. Yeah, we're going to Hamilton. Uh, It's going to be exciting. It's we've done Ascot. Before. We've done Ascot, and, and there's there's been some criticism in our house, Henry, from uh, a certain housemate that aren't you blokes doing the exactly uh, the exact same thing about talking about Hamilton? Mm. That's pretty fair. Yeah, that's fair criticism. We got confused ourselves on the Ascot episode Genuine. because I do feel like there's a lot of bleed between those suburbs because Hamilton yeah. Hill, which we'll speak about this time, in oh, terms yeah. of the rich suburb houses and all that, like that hill, all the crazy houses. You guys know what it is. You guys know what a hill is. You guys know what a hill is? Yeah, Uh, yeah, you're tuning in. I mean, they live in Brisbane, You know where the the ground goes up for a bit? Actually, speaking of hills, Henry, I was looking that apparently there's going to be a big flood season in Brisbane this coming summer. But I realised- Actually, to be honest, 2011 floods- a lot of fun Brought us closer together We'll do a flood special one oh, day We're definitely building Quite my, a harrowing my, flood my, special My like, first year 10 Like my year 10 relationship I was about to say my first year 10 relationship The only relationship <laughs> How many did you have 10. in year 10 mate? Yeah. Not many uh, But this the is king. one of them The one and only yeah. uh, And she was my I would say she was my Your first High school one. sweetheart Okay And our romance was forged by the floods Really? It was born of creek water Were and, you helping and her out or Her cousin her cousin. That's beautiful. So you all pushed together. the show? Don McAuliffe. Yeah. Um, I feel like the beauty friend of the, of the show and keen on Pakistan. It's given every politician a chance to talk about, you know, this is how Queensland st- Queenslanders stick it in together. Mm. We can finally just avoid from talking about state of origin for the idea of Queensland spirit. Yeah. But now you're telling me there's a sexy element to the floods. Sexy element to the floods. Big sexy element. Big hot, hot floods. Hot floods. I would say that. Uh, just very quickly on the floods as well. Like um, <laughs> Kel, friend of the show, keen on Pakistani, was like. He works in AM radio, 612. Well, you might have heard us uh, Uh, with uh, Steve Austin. Indeed. So, and he was like, yeah, listen, if we need to fill 20 minutes and we don't have enough, we just say the word 74 floods (laughs) and the phone lines will, they'll be open. They're inundated. That's beautiful, Henry. Well, the only thing I was going to say about floods and hills to tie it all back together Mm. is I realised Caxton Street Studios, I looked up our flood plan. We're fucking laughing. Oh, we're cool. Caxton Street does not flood because there's so many hills in Paddington and Red Hill and Petrie Terrace. True. It's all going to go just behind our house. We'll have like a cool moat. Yeah, dead set. If you want to enter our house from the back, you'll be fucked because it'll be flooded, but... My bedroom, the studios, we're going to be laughing, Henry. Bring moats back in a big oh, way. Can we have, have moats? I love the idea of like, if you know, if you want to have a night in, like, guys, mm. it's been a couple of crazy weekends, let's just have a chill one, <laughs> but your mates want to come over, just pull up the drawbridge, pull up mate. The drawbridge. Pull up the drawbridge. <laughs> what, what are you going to do? Like, like middle-class suburbs. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, we've got a small place. Yeah, yeah I live in- Nudgy way. I live in Pinjara Hills. Like, oh, yeah, you've got a backyard. Like, yeah, just backyard, a few chickens, and we lay eggs, trampoline, moat. 
What was that, man? What was that? Yeah, we got a month. Uh, a few chickens in a trampoline. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. worry. The ch- I don't let the chickens on the trampoline. No, they'd <laughs> lay eggs we and crack Sometimes we do bounce around. Well, no. that's, what, that's how Crack the Egg was invented. We got the chickens <laughs> on the trampoline, bounce around. Oh, fuck. One of them went in the oh. moat. We live at Nudgee. <laughs> it ties back well. But anyway, I, I don't want flood season, Henry. But what I do want to no. do is talk about Hamilton. So, yes. as we were saying, the boundaries are very confusing. I feel the whole, and we posted a hilarious meme about it today, but Ascot, Clayfield, Hendra, Albion and Hamilton mm. have, I'm going to put out there, the most confusing using boundaries in Brisbane. Got to get it. Albion, get a- Albion especially fucks yeah, me Yeah, absolutely. I-, I was looking up for this episode. The Brecky Creek Hotel being in Albion rocked me. Yeah. I thought that was a Hamilton landmark and I've got about 20 minutes to say about it. Can't address it in this episode. I feel like the Brecky Creek Hotel almost has such a iconic significance to it that I thought it was its own suburb. Like, the, I thought Breakfast Creek was a suburb. True. Like, maybe until that little today. industrial area. Or maybe maybe I would have thought it'd be Bowen Hills. Like, it's in an odd, odd pocket of oh, It's pretty far from Bowen Hills, isn't it? Oh, maybe I don't know where Bowen Hills is accurately. Well, I guess you're... Th- what, r Showground and Brecky Creek Hotel are pretty far apart from each other. Yeah, but the Bowen Hills is more than the r Showground. Yeah, well, you know. You're listening to two blokes learn the thing they <laughs> profess to be experts in live on air, ladies and gentlemen. But yeah, so we've uh, we've got different takes on Hamilton than Ascot, as we endeavour to do in every episode. But yeah. disclaimer that, yeah, rich people live here too. Yep, they have ex-jokes and send their sons to, like, private schools. So. But we'll talk a little bit more about it in contemporary. But I feel like Hamilton, it there's a different cliché... With yeah. the wealth, I would I say. I think it's a different kind of wealth. Well, so we'll, we'll, we'll address that. for me, just briefly, is professional class wealth. It's like one of you is a lawyer, one of you is a surgeon. Mm. Hamilton is like, you have weird wealth that we don't know where it came from. It's more old money. Yeah, old money, but also like, what money laundering business do you run that gets you a house on the hill? Mm. I have an air of suspicion about Hamilton more than I do with Ascot, but we'll get to all that, Henry. Do you know many money launderers run laundromats as their way of doing it? Um, as just if, a cheeky pun for If themselves? I did, I'd, I'd do it straight up. I think I'd run a restaurant and a laundromat as a front, both run by Italians. Yeah, obviously. I think that'd be very fun. Talking of Italians, uh, there were six of them living in Petri Terrace, yeah. as we unpacked in our live show. Uh, so, if you haven't yet gone back and listened to the Petri Terrace episode, it was the first one we ever did in front of a paying audience, mm. most of them paying. As opposed to the audience of either our parents or listening through the floorboards or our housemates. So, we also make pay. So, admittedly, yeah, it's pretty, it's it's pretty awkward that, audience. yeah, I reverse, you know, when like parents will start charging their kids board when they're yeah. 20 or something, we reversed that on my parents. It's we like, oh, that. you listen to our content, so you better bloody pay. Oh, I am constantly just messing messaging passive-aggressively jack my BSB and account number every day because I'm like, you heard the episode earlier, you're a Patreon member, 40 bucks. Well, I'm just putting it on Splitwise. I'm splitwise in the cost good. of the episode with Jack. Yeah. yeah, we should be able to make some money from Jack. And we refuse to pay for groceries, so it's for- either like pay for the content <laughs> or starve. Or starve, mate, because he doesn't know how to walk to Coles. No. What an inept house. But yeah, the live show's out. It was a great episode. It was so much fun to do. I, for one, Honestly, one of the best nights. I'm absolutely fanging to do another live show soon. Yeah. I'd love to unpack Fortitude Valley in the Valley, and I'm sure we'll have that on the horizon soon enough. Yeah, we'll but do. But go we'll back do and listen now. Um, one thing I will say is we didn't have a mic on the audience, so if it ever sounds like there mm. aren't a lot of laughs, we got them. Promise they were there. We, uh, we promise they were there. Speaking of our next live show, um, I feel, seeing we're doing our housekeeping, the mangroves. Do you want to give us a quick mangroves update, Joe? We had a very exciting mangroves rehearsal the other mm. day, Henry. You, you actually weren't here and this isn't- What was I doing? Oh, I was doing a working bee at my You were doing a working bee. This work. isn't our way of trying to sort of Yoko Ono you out of the band, but mm. uh, me and friends of the show, Hamish and Nelson- No, well, you are the band. You're not Yokoing me at all. No, <laughs> true. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a famous person who got fired This would be like band. if the Beatles were like, hey, Yoko, you're not in the band. 
hand. <laughs> she's, she's like, like oh, I'm, cool. I'm, I never I'm well aware. <laughs> yeah. I just want to do weird nude art with my husband, John. And they're like, oh, well, that's fine. Do it in your own time. <laughs> Absolutely fine. Uh, but me, me, Hamish and Nelson got together. Um, and I got to say, Henry, as soon as you start writing uh, songs about Brisbane and you mm. all agree that let's not take this seriously, they fucking flow out of you like Brisbane floods. Give, the, give the listeners a little update. Haven't we got six songs in the can? Seven now. We have wow. seven songs, uh, full demos, full instrumentation for all of them, lyrics and everything. That to the point, mate, how much are I going to get together, knock out the next five? There's this conventional wisdom in the Brisbane music industry of, you know, do a couple of EPs, play your live gigs, get your credentials up. Mm. Fuck it. I want to do a double album to start. <laughs> I want our first release to be 18 songs. Yeah, love. And people will love it. And even, dare, dare I say, Henry... In the back of my mind, I'm already thinking of how we do a backyard gig at the studios. Well, I'm thinking, I was thinking next live show, we do live podcast and then followed by the mangroves. Genius, genius. Followed by Slam Thider, our Ooh, DJ collector. Our DJ collector. And we need to learn that. Now, that's, that's the that hardest can't be thing. Because hard. podcasting, we know how to talk to each other. Music, we know how to play it. Oh. DJing's a technical skill. Here's one. I've used a laptop. Yeah, it's I've pressed play. And I've, I've got I've, ears. I've had two Yui Boons and vaguely mixed between them. And I had to wear a white t-shirt and drink a vodka lime soda. While occasionally raising my hand to the audience. And also doing oh, that weird this one's thing for where you, you, where you, you act like it. the knobs are too hot. You know how DJs <laughs> will touch a knob and be like, ah, and just yank their hand away? Look the bass cut my finger. Man, that when the bass is pumping and your finger just gets its own like leprosy. Oh, the number of fingernails I've lost because I tried to drop into MGMT's kids too soon. Oh my god! Oh, it does happen. Oh no! But I think we'll be big celebrities with Slam Thighday, Henry. And yeah. speaking of celebrities, a mm. little bit of housekeeping. A, a local Brisbane celebrity. Oh, this was um, fun. I ended up having a beer with Jacob Alordi last night. The uh, the actor uh, who was in the kissing booth. Nudgy boy on the Brisbane boy. acting scene who found himself the lead. Well, the romantic lead at the very least yeah. of a, a Netflix movie, The Kissing Booth. No, well, I haven't watched Apparently it. two Netflix movies. Yeah, I haven't watched it either. i got to confess, I, uh, no, I it was true. quite funny because he's a good bloke and I sort of vaguely knew him from the nudgy days. But he comes into this bar and he's got, you know, cap on, hoodie pulled down, looking very serious. I was a bit like, mate, your, your target market isn't old enough to go into bars yet. Yeah, I don't think that many of the patrons of the Thursday night at the Paddo yeah. have, <laughs> have binged The Kissing Booth. We literally had Hope and Anchor, which is just old English men having a Guinness. Mm. I'm like, yeah, I don't think this is where the kissing booth is but Henry I got to pull off one of the maybe not so much a power move but one of the great offerings so obviously mm. obviously I knew what he did we were having a brief chat about some of the acting he did back in Brisbane mm. and then I go to this bloke you know I looked at he's got like 16 million followers on Instagram very successful actor mm. I just get to pull the line of so Jacob what do you do to earn a crust, mate? <laughs> and uh, a couple of knowing chuckles. But you know what's funny? It's just you can never take that away from me. Nah, you've got you've, that. I'll always have that. If, mate, if I met like Scott Morrison, I'd ask him, what does he do for a crust? <laughs> it's very satisfying when it's someone you should know what they do. What if you met a baker and you're like, what do you do to earn, earn a crust? <laughs> I make my make own. Make a crust. What is he? Or, or the better Ooh. one of what do you do to, uh, why do you need the dough? Ah, there uh, you go. Maybe he's paying a mortgage or maybe he's making some bread. And uh, people who do make bread, dough, and plenty of it are the people who find themselves living in Hamilton. Oh, great work, Thanks, Henry's brother. Slick as anything. Slick as a gun. So let's dive into it now with Wikipedia Wigger. Wikipedia Wigger. It's a very brief Wikipedia page today, Henry. I think the people of Hamilton uh, have uh, pools of gold they want to dive into. Should have thought that one through. Not very mm. funny. Um, but we'll start it as we always do, my friend, Hello, by... Jack. Jack wandering into the room with a beer. Welcome, Jack. Hey, guys. Uh, he said, hey, guys. This is like uh, when you're on the phone with a friend or something 
um, or like with your mum, a you friend know, or something, or something. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. But you know when people are like, oh, say hello to so and so to me. You say hello to them, and you're on the phone, and then there's just an awkward five second silence where it's like they say hello back. <laughs> this is like when your cousin comes over and you're playing Xbox, and they're like, "Is my controller on?" And you're like, "Yeah, of course it is, mate." But it's just the extra microphone. <laughs> yeah, Jack. We permanently. I've got a microphone yeah, yeah, in your bro. room that's always streaming, buddy. You can just stay in there and uh, <laughs> say what you need to. But no, Henry, we'll start it as we always do, and uh, with you guessing <laughs> the. <laughs> so Xbox controller. Oh yeah, so real. <laughs> oh yeah. Also, you got to pick the age of the cousin where they're young enough where like they just truly can't grasp technology. Hmm. It's like, oh, you're not good at this game. But what someone is good at is you with population, Henry. I want to hear it now and loud. Oh, gosh, I don't really know for this one. Um, Hamilton, Big Hill. It's it's really densely uh, populated on there with the houses, but again, it's the, it's the boundaries we spoke about. It's the bleed. It's odd, I don't know uh, who lives in Albion, who lives in Hamilton. I'd love to see rankings of which is biggest out of like Ascot, Clayfield, and Hamilton because I'd be tempted to say Clayfield. Um, yeah, me too. Uh, I'd blah, 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 oh, f- f- four thousand. 300. Oh, God. You are as off as you has ever been Fuck. on the history of this show. As you has ever been, lad. 6,995. Oh. It's almost 7,000. Hamilton is close to one of the biggest suburbs we've done on this podcast. Because it goes into the sky, I bro, don't know. Maybe the there were a lot of, like, apartment blocks or something. Because mm. I swear it's not. Oh, admittedly, all of Portside and that massive development are incredibly yeah. dense apartments. But they can, that's so new. Are they included in the Wikipedia well, page? It's the, How often are the we- it's the 2016 census we're going off. Yeah, but these people are too rich to do census. True. They just send out their manservants to do it. And it's like, how many people are living here? Oh, I don't know. Two. Do three. we include the butlers? They're like, absolutely not. They're like, do we include the slaves? And they're like, yeah, sorry, we've got more questions about that, mate. They're just like all the Hamilton people just ask, like constantly calling the Bureau <laughs> of Statistics, being like, now, children, illegitimate and legitimate? Are we... <laughs> Like, who do we include? Uh, sort of uh, inbred half-brothers that we take care <laughs> yeah, of. Who do we include inbred? Do we count them as half a person? Because they could never be king. <laughs> calling the Bureau of Statistics and be like, uh, hello, just a quick question. It's for a friend about the census. If I have an inbred child running about that I kind of don't want you to know <laughs> about, to but, know he, but he does live here, do we need to include him for the population? <laughs> or you call the uh, census and you're like, now, there's this girl I've been seeing and it's not really <laughs> official yet, but my friends are calling it a thing do we include each other in the census is that a top of mind reference it's is a joke yeah, it just sounds like yeah, you just no, quickly no, just went to it from seeing a girl a like you just pull it right about what you know Joey <laughs> it's just a joke on a podcast as one does but yeah Henry don't distract from the fact that you were almost 3,000 off on the population size yeah I really thought which I understand I don't think of it as I've never been that wrong I now expect this to be our most listened episode on sheer numbers of people living there alone Mm. But Who knows So turning well, from apologies that Apologies that I underestimated The density of your populace my No friends. that's fine And it's interesting to me Henry That the Wikipedia page If you'll cast your eyes over it Really makes it clear from the start They say Hamilton is an affluent suburb Fuck me That is putting it That's not the fucking No wildly. My, my principal great man uh, Peter Chapman yep. in school Used Chapman. to hate the E word it, But affluent. that was elite he used to say the Courier Mail, whenever they would write about our school, would say, I thought it, affluent was one of them, but it was elite that always used. Aff- affluent, I'm fine with. the word that makes is, your skin crawl. Affluent more just openly describes like, yeah, there's a lot of people with an extraordinary amount of money and means here. There isn't the same level of disdain in, yeah. that there is in elite. I elite feel. is more of a character trait. I think we're really showing ourselves here by coming out to bat for those who are elite. Well, no, I think elite is a fair... Like, I, I, I still see that as a fairly derogatory adjective most of the time 
Why is this the hill you're going to die on? Why is this the Hamilton no, hill you're going like, to die no. on? <laughs> no, if someone I'll was pull like, one out for those described as elite. How about those who are called an actual slur, Henry? No, I haven't defended them I'm not on this podcast. It's bad to be called elite. Like you I'm, think uh, it's a slur? I, I'm coming into bat for the people who are like elite. If I was to call like, oh, he's an comes from an elite family, I would think negatively of that family. Because I bet, oh, they're probably yeah. You're saying it's old a slur. money. Yeah, I am. But I'm, yeah. like, well, I'm not saying it's a slur. I'm not saying it's like on par. With I the think N you're word saying it's on par with the N word. I don't I think that is genuinely- the E word is the N word. <laughs> <laughs> For a white educated terrorist boy who fathers a doctor, the nastiest thing you can hear is elite. You know, rich rappers say it in their songs. <laughs> you know, I went to this concert the other day, and there was this line in the song, <laughs> oh. and I was with a bunch of uh, working class people, and they said it. They just yelled out elite. Do you know what I hate is when yeah. rich rappers pull people up on stage to rap their songs, and when they say elite when they say people, yo yo get smell my feet like, i've been feeling so <laughs> oh my god well, he's gonna say it say well, don't it. say it just don't mouth say it, it. oh <laughs> yes yeah, an affluent suburb it's an affluent suburb and uh we hit off as well the wikipedia henry with uh an interesting observation one that i think most listeners could probably guess but hamilton has the highest median income of any suburb in queensland it the is the highest mean taxable income of any suburb in queensland ah. so it's way fucking high so it's way higher <laughs> gee i feel like the taxable income in hamilton is like two or three dollars mm. if people in hamilton are paying tax they need to get and it's still the highest if you live in hamilton and you're paying tax you're you fucked up you're an idiot you're a fucking idiot. i don't care how nice your house is if you are not you somehow, heard of the cayman islands you yeah if you don't have a shell corporation that makes like wheelchairs for rugby players with calf injuries or something, I don't know what shell corporations do. Oh, nothing. They're shell corporations. Yeah, right. But yeah, yeah anyway, don't pay she tax. She sells shell corporations she, by, by, the, she by the Cayman Islands, the by the seashore of the Cayman Islands. What else is on the Wikipedia page, Henry? I think that's... Oh, I, oh, I will say... I, 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 can't, like I is, can't say I've read this it. This is a good a time as any to talk about it. If you said, you know, raw, like word association test, like that cool scene in Skyfall, if you said rich Brisbane suburb. <laughs> what scene in Skyfall? You know, where they're like, Sky, fall. That's not no, a that's scene not in Skyfall. No. <laughs> Bond, word James. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we fucking gathered that. They're like, M, I know what you mean, bitch. Like money, Hamilton. Yeah. No, but I'd say Ascot. This is the thing. I feel like the cultural cachet Ascot has as the rich suburb far transcends Hamilton. Yeah, I agree. guess the only key difference, and it's the thing with like Tenerife as well and even Belimba, is it's Riverside. And yeah. a Brisbane Riverside equals the big dollars. See, in my mind, because I had a friend when I was growing up who- That's nice. Yeah. I had a friend That's and it. he lived- Mad respect, bro. Keep it up. Thank you, brother. But he lived on Hamilton Hill- and I remember, like, we had him over for a play and then uh, drove Which him play? back. Um, we What we did was we stayed... It was funny. We staged Rent without the songs. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't well, we did a fun. version of Macbeth, but at one point he checks his phone. So, it was a really updated version of the show. Bro, just quick side note. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I heard about, like, a school that did Grease without the songs. Because they were like, oh, we're not doing a musical. We want to do a play. We can't think of anything. So, so they did Grease without the songs. And I'm like, but that's just, that sucks. How that, did that say, is it like, like what okay, is bro, why did you get up to that summer? Beat. Cool. Thanks for telling it's us. Like, oh, you know, we, I met a girl and she was from a show, but she went home. They're like, sick. Moving swiftly <laughs> along to the next or, thing. Or it'd be weird if they spoke the lyrics because the lyric of, tell me more, tell me more, did she put up a fight, comes across way worse <laughs> when it's spoken dialogue. So this car's pretty cool. Yeah. 
Let's go do something else now. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. Uh, it's Grease Lightning. Yeah. Uh, Should we go raise it? Automatic. It's high dramatic. It it's, would feel like. Yeah, it's I feel lightning, like it'd be like a real like normcore Michael Sarah mumble movie of just like, oh, I don't know. It's Grease Lightning. It's uh, Grease Lightning. Pulls hoodie over his head. But yeah. Mm. What, anyway, um, what on oh, earth were we talking, talking about? Um, oh, yeah. I had a friend over a play. Yes. And then my parents spoke about like. He gave the address of like, oh yeah, this is my house where you should drop me off. And they were like, surely fucking not. Ah. And then I was like, da, 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 da. like the beginning of the shining as we just wound oh. our way up the road. And of also, Hamilton I Hill noticed none of them are called high. streets. They're all terraces, terraces they're all and closes, and courts. Um, and yeah, we're driving up, and and mum and dad told me later they were just like sitting in the car, being like looking at each other, excited, being like, how fucking high are we gonna go? <laughs> like they're just getting higher and higher up it's Hamilton Hill. Think. <laughs> About it. <laughs> there could be a higher house. <laughs> Bring me a higher house. <laughs> Every Ray White Hamilton real estate agent be like, all right, guys, team meeting. Let's start the day as we always do. One, two, three, four. Bring, Bring me a, a higher, higher house. house. I'll make it higher. <laughs> but yeah, I do think it's interesting as a natural geographical feature how both having a hill and being riverside so immediately positions Hamilton as affluent. Well, that was more the point I was going to make is that like, because of that experience in what had to be what year five, um, I was like, oh, Hamilton is the rich suburb. But I think Ascot gets the kind of label of it because yeah. of the Ascot mums. I genuinely, that's I think what the, I was thinking. I think the Ascot mum, you know, prototype or whatever became yeah. so prototype <laughs> when we made Ascot mums yeah, I, the- I'm very fucking tired when we made Ascot mums in the lab what we were trying to do in this prototype is make sure everyone hated them despite the fact they did nothing wrong between we need Rose. the prototype for Batuta Advocate article yeah. and we ran out of RM wearing private schoolers let's talk about their mums and then they're like cool that's the next year's worth of content oh, oh, fucking Batuta fuck, 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 fuck fucking fucking Batuta Advocate could have punched them <laughs> do, a, do an article that's not hungover man is hungover I fucking dare you man drinks beer at 3pm because man think beer good and they're like that'll get like, like, 14,000 likes <laughs> fuck off you got expelled from church for trying to burn down a library that's actually what they did <laughs> that's actually true yeah it's true but yeah so I, I mean that's a hill and, and speaking of affluence Henry because it really is the theme of the day and yeah. I won't use the E word slur because it don't, triggers don't you so you much say the word of there's a line that I wanted to address just before we talk about the history which is this suburb is best known for being an old wealth suburb compared to new wealth suburbs in Brisbane, such as Paddington, Tawong and Indrapilly. Mm. I find that so interesting because it's a little bit of, and this will sound weird, but a little bit of a money can't buy taste. Yeah. Like there's a lot of houses in Hamilton where I'm like, I know mm. you're rich and I know you're old money, but that doesn't buy you the fucking taste of a beautiful three bedroom house in Paddington. And there is a lot of lovely Queenslanders on Hamilton Hill, but I would agree there is a lot of just fucking trash. Particularly on Kingsford Smith Drive. I'm driving oh, past like, it's gross. Oh, I don't yeah, it's just like it's I like, oh, we get that you're rich, but it's like Neon lighting Like fittings or, Around the driveway Or occasionally Just all white Or all black it's You say Vegas. there's houses That I'm just like One fucking Do you say it's Vegas It's got a Vegas feel Yeah it's got This sort of glitzy Like it's uh, This sounds like The most fucking elitist thing But it's like There's nothing that annoys me More than people Who don't know How to spend their money <laughs> Says you with fucking DJ Dex gathering yeah, dust me, that you DJ Dex. Once. DJ Dex, you access your super so you can yeah. buy DJ Dex. I've run through my entire super. Well, fucking, I'm not surprised. Yeah, that's very true. There's three record players in this house, and I bought every single yeah, one. Yeah, the house, yeah, our share house that has three record players and no vacuum cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> fucking welcome to really, being uh, a mid 20s Oh, there's a dust cleaner for the record player, and there's like five film cameras, but mm. not a mop. <laughs> Don't get ahead of yourself, mate. But yeah, I find it interesting that just like 
they've still retained that reputation, I think, because of the old money. It's like, this is where wealth resides. Mm. But I get more excited if someone tells me they live in like Paddington. So interesting. Oh, I guess, I guess, again, probably morphed by that early experience with that friend we yeah, dropped one home. One friend and seeing, in year five and it's defined your life, Henry. It's probably less the friend's location, but more so my parents' reaction to it. Of like fair. They acted like we had dropped this kid in heaven yeah. when we drove home. Like, they probably like, I can't I reckon- believe that kid lives on Hamilton Hill. Well, that- it's Hamilton Hill. It's Hamilton like, Hill. That's where I, I was like, Hamilton, like, and I was like, oh, well, I guess. Yeah, like, I yeah, didn't it's a hill near the river. It's just not much we can do about it. What else have they got for us, Henry? There's a little bit of history about the naming of Hamilton. We've got a bit of etymology that I think is a little bit interesting. There probably is. It is believed the first hotel in the district was built by the Gustavus Hamilton, um, father of blah, 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 Mazur's. So his name was the Gustavus. Well, it says the in the article, but I'm sure that- What I wouldn't give to be described as the Joe Joe DeWire, the Mm, Henry Bretts. The Henry Bretts. The Jeff Hardy. Drop the the. (laughs) Sorry, I forgot. (laughs) I've got to ask my name. It's. Is it. Jeff, you're on? Jeff. Jeff. Jeff giggling to himself in the corner. Jeff fingering a coat hanger. <laughs> Jeff, those plastic coat hangers didn't come cheap. Put it down. Careful, mate. Did you. You haven't got a non plastic coat hanger in your room. You're a very wooden coat hanger. Mate. Yeah, I know, I know. Wooden I'm, coat hangers are like class, a plastic mate. coat hanger. Oh, of course you do. But you know, they stay yeah, in a turtle's one. lung for 400 years. <laughs> yeah. if you get a, Particularly after you feed it to him for lunch. What's well, what turtles used to get abortions. So it's so <laughs> <laughs> they're illegal in the ocean. Yeah, it was weird when I shoved a turtle down a flight of stairs. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Gustavus Hamilton. Gustavus. Drop the the, just Gustavus. It's cleaner. Uh, um, um, he, was a, he was a surveyor. Amongst the earlier leases of the hotel was a Mrs. Warren. Uh, who sucked at electoral politics, probably. Yeah, uh, but, but loved stealing votes. Loved her, her, in, yeah. Yeah. Oh, loved her in the house, though. No, it would have been great if she was in Would have been good if she could just kneecap Bernie Sanders. Not a, a politics. Not a, it's not a politics. Let's not podcast. alienate our 1% of fans who listen to this podcast, but also come into bat for Elizabeth Warren. Oh, G'day, Caitlin. Um, <laughs> who, by coincidence, married a. Nu- oh, hang on, this is actually interesting. So I know, I know, it's good. Sorry. Amongst the earlier leases of the hotel was Mrs. Warren, who by coincidence married another Mr. Hamilton, so that the unrelated, hotel completely unrelated to the original owner of the hotel, so that the hotel was occupied by different families of the name Hamilton. Yeah, that's incredibly interesting. So it got the nickname apparently of the Hamilton Hotel because multiple families with the last name Hamilton, all unrelated, lived in there. Outstanding. The Hamilton Hotel, but ha- became an easy reference mark in the days when buildings were few in the district, and its name was gradually applied to the whole district. That's very interesting. So the pub almost became the etymology of the suburb. Which I wanted to bring up, Henry. Are there any other pubs that I feel like could give name to a great suburb? For Mm. me, if they renamed Tawong to Regatta, I wouldn't be opposed. That's a good suburb. I think that'd be a very cool suburb. Or Regretta. Oh, or Rascada. Hey, you haven't been to the Warriors Club? It's so sneaky. It's a speakeasy. Despite the fact they openly invite you down there. (laughs) But I do love that. Yeah, fuck a chick. Then I'll regret her. I was like, yeah, that was an awesome story, dude. Why don't you try to go to a pub where there's like not all your college friends there, you know? Yeah. Cool. You know when I rinse Brisbane like that? <laughs> yeah. You know no, I, no. That was just one of my classic roasts. Uh, oh my God, guys, watch out. Henry's got out the roasting <laughs> Yeah, I'm gun. here to roast Brisbane today. <laughs> Turn up the oven, everyone. This is a roasty episode. <laughs> Hope you got some pumpkins and potatoes. <laughs> We're going to have Hope ant. you got some turnips because I read a Jamie Oliver recipe that says part cook them first in boiling water. I hope you got Paul Actually Kelly nearby did. so you can have some go, 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 go gravy with this roast. A little bit Henry's of tomatoes. Dark. The sweetness and the extra tang of a Henry roast 
But it is I'm trying to think of another suburb that has well, like a another name. iconic land. Wickham. Imagine if the whole valley was Wickham. Oh, that'd be just. Or um, the whole of Petrie Terrace, Caxton. Oh, that'd be fucking dope. That would be cool. Oh, where do you live? Oh, yeah, in Caxton. So that would mean we are. We'd be the Caxton Caxton Street Studios. We'd be Caxton Caxton Street Studios. Oh, I wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't hate that at all. Jack, just quickly, and you're not a mic. Are there any iconic pubs in Tagum? Oh, the Tagum Tavern. Oh, okay. that's well, that's still, they've already done. Yeah, that's not what we were looking the for. The Tagum Tavern, thanks. And that's why Jeff's off mic tonight. All right, back to your coat hanger. Go hang up a shoe. Oh, yeah. Jump on, oh, jump on. Oh, no, not necessarily in Tagum, but in a, the neighbouring suburb is the Homestead Tavern. Oh. And a lot, of, a lot of people at school used to sneak off and go to the Homestead Tavern. During school hours? No, after school hours. Oh, right. But interestingly, because there are a lot of boarders, my cousins, uh, my aunt and uncle came down to visit my cousins who was at boarding school and they went to the Homestead, Homestead Tavern, Tavern yeah. for a beer before they picked him up. Now, what they didn't know is that the Homestead Tavern is actually a topless bar on Saturday and Sunday <laughs> afternoons. And we've never got a call quicker from our auntie and uncle saying, hey, could you please come and pick us up? Because <laughs> auntie Teresa is not comfortable with Aww. topless titty waiters walking around Aww. asking for tips. And then, of course, your uncle followed up with a call being like, just, I mean, don't, uh, don't, don't pick us don't up. Rush. Don't pick don't, us up too quickly. Oh, if you need to get petrol on the I'm way. I'm sure you've got errands to do it. It's the weekend. Uh, Teresa can wait outside or something. Oh, bloody Telstra, the signal's dropping out. He's like, <laughs> hang up, hang up. <laughs> just smashes his iPhone 11 on the floor. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit, signal's gone. That is fun. I feel like... um. Well, on the topic of titty bars, you know the Grosvenor Hotel in the city? Yeah. I wouldn't be opposed to the whole CBD being called Grosvenor. And you get a haircut. Or the Grosvenor. You get a haircut, get a sausage haircut. Sizzle, as I've vocally been a fan of before. But yeah, I like that naming convention. I wish it happened more of places adopting like significant landmarks as part of it. Big fan. Big fan indeed. Now, of course, we have to talk a little bit. I mean, we'll get to contemporary stuff later on. Um, but very interesting. The North Shore Hamilton, which is what it's kind of known as now. Um, the development of the North Shore Hamilton project. Is that big apartment blocks and like portside well, we Yeah, we spoke about it. A concept master plan for North Shore Hamilton was released by Premier Anna Bly in September 2008. Remember when she was the Premier? That seems like so long ago. Well, she, she was pre-Newman. Yeah, pre-Newman Newman got rid of... God, Anna Bly was, Anna Bly was the first Beattie. Premier I remember. I remember. I Peter don't remember Beattie. Peter Beatty. I remember. He Peter lives. Beattie. He used to live near me in Grange. I saw him walking his dogs all the time. I know that like politicians aren't celebrities, but I hate it when the veil is a little bit pierced when you just see them doing normal shit. I'm like, ah, oh, in my mind they're always they represent us. In right? I know, I know, but they work for us. I don't need my politicians to be like one of the guys or like just one of us. Like I like the idea that they're constantly stressed and in meetings. Yeah, or they could be one of the girls. He or she. My mum, that's like my mum's favourite go-to at the moment is they work for us. Yeah, she said, I read the police mainly at the moment because obviously yeah. they're having a fucking absolute blinder of a year yeah. at the moment. But also like that. anyone who's ever had like a shit plumber come to their house and be like, yeah, someone can work for you and still be fucking awful. The plumber doesn't work for you in the sense, like you don't pay, I guess you do pay them. You like, literally pay them. It's a service that they provide for you for a fee. You don't elect your pump. Well, I guess you do in a way elect your <laughs> you plumber. Do. You, for choose the your plumber. <laughs> you choose your plumber. You choose your plumber. It'd be weird if it's like, guys, we Need to, uh, we need an electrician. Um, should we elect one from the phone book? <laughs> what do we think, team? <laughs> the whole family comes in. Everyone has a vote. I like it. A bit of democracy. And uh, I mean, when we need a plumber, which I'm sure we will, some of you boys take epic shits. <laughs> oh, Jack doesn't. Outed. Outed on the show. Uh, what else is on the Wikipedia? Outside Pump, of the the plumber's plumbing. just like, this thing is clogged with Metamucil. 
<laughs> my god guys the amount of psyllium husk in my toilet we need to elect a plumber to fix this the plumber comes in and roasts this is just like the <laughs> only problem with shit we have in this house is the stuff you're talking on that mic every hey, Thursday the like, get a- out we elected you <laughs> we're also like kind <laughs> of Impe- flattered you listen to our show <laughs> yeah we impeached our plumber uh, <laughs> what so you're saying you just like told him to stop doing it yeah but there was a senate hearing and everything it took a couple of days uh, one thing on the demographics Henry if you're happy to pivot there happy. it's a similar observation that we made with Petri Terrace. So, 70% of people living in Hamilton, born in Australia, blah, blah, blah. Mm. 1% are from Ireland. And in all my time of looking at the demographics on all these Wikipedia pages of all these suburbs we've done, Ireland is the first, this is the first time it's ever come up. There are exactly 69 Irish people, (laughs) lol, in Hamilton. There you go. Just bizarre because I feel like the only Irish people I've ever met in Brisbane are like backpackers or travellers. Well, as a man who exchanged in uh, Dublin, Ireland and Jack as well, is there anything that strikes you as particularly in keeping with the Irish traditions when you go through Hamilton? Like, not in the slightest. I guess, like, it's probably a fairly Catholic suburb, but even then, I just don't... Maybe there were just, like, two really rich Irish families and, like... Look, to be honest, they're all Catholic. It's probably 69 people from Dead Set, the one family. Mm, like, yeah. mum's been working overtime. And like. they love potatoes. Yeah, so true. Do, Spent do, do, six do. months in Ireland and still, I'm like, I don't really know what they like other than potato and Guinness. Like, people aren't really kidding about that. No, yeah, yeah. No. You do get that in Ireland, don't yeah, you? Yeah, like, oh, like, you guys. Oh, they fucking do love Guinness It's probably, it's probably like people coming to Australia and being like, oh, beers in the beach. It's like, no, they really like beers in the beach. No, but I feel like the comparison would be like people would get to Australia and it would be as if we were actually riding kangaroos to school. Whereas true. like Ireland lean into That's their true. stereotypes so much harder than any country. Or like if we were all like drinking Fosters for breakfast. I mean- Depends on how hard of a week you're having at work. <laughs> Depends on how fun school this was. Guys, let's have beer in our cornflakes, which I did once and it was fucking disgusting. Oh, it sucked. Why would you bother? I wasted good crunchy nut on that. <laughs> Just like a chocolate milkshake, only fucking yuck and tastes like yeast. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. Contemporary Hamilton. Let's have a chat about it. Eat Street Markets you is start. the big one. Oh, good. Thanks. Yeah. I'll pass that to you. Uh, thanks very much. Pass that baton. Pass that poisoned chalice of Eat Street Markets. Now, I've got to say, when did Eat Street Market start? Because I feel like I'm young enough that they're just a monolith that has always been around. I'm actually having a look right now on Wikipedia to see if they like to see if they yeah, have their own. Oh, we're out of the Wikipedia hunting grounds, Henry. Come on. This has all got to be our own knowledge. Just give me a I, I've always, i got to say, just like, Eat Street, and I'm sure you've observed this, for a place that is essentially some food trucks, a bit of live music, maybe like one or two places you can get a beer out of like a guy in a van, it has one of the loosest energies in Brisbane. I reckon Eat Street has a massive anything could happen energy. And usually what's happening is like parents reining in their kids and like people on the most awkward first dates in the world where one of them can't drink because they had to drive because of fucking port side. But it has a loose energy regardless. Yeah. Well, you spoke about this on our episode with Shad and I, as I confessed, I've never been to Eat Street Markets. I've oh, they are cool. You'd, you'd really but like- I feel like I've been are, to in cool. lots of other cities or even within like the West End markets and whatnot. Like I have been to the- have I captured the vibe of it? No, like, no get your cronuts. This sounds insane. Burrito, nothing like pizza. Eat Street Markets because it feels so much more established than a bunch of vans. Can I very quickly? Yeah. Eat Street North Shore is Hamilton's icon. This is according to Must Do Brisbane, I must say. Uh, Eat Street North Shore is Hamilton's iconic riverfront riverfront shipping container eat precinct and markets, which have morphed into Brisbane's very own Disneyland. <laughs> what do I, What do they think Disneyland is? 
<laughs> yeah, when Mickey Mouse. Who does that make Mickey Mouse? Ari Tooth. <laughs> Ari, a friend, a very good friend of ours, friend of the show, a keen on Pakistani Ari. Um, who uh, is he an Eat Street rat? He mate, he worked at Eat Street for Jack. Was it's been like he ran Eat Street wow. for like three years, bro. He was like, and I, he would be working Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like at late nights. He was the guy, bro. That is he was insane. he was opening the gates. He was like doing accounts. Like he, mate, Ari was running Eat Street, and yet you never went, Henry. No, well, we've got to go soon. Well, I, don't, oh. I don't like visiting mates at workplaces. I like to, no, that's I true. Like to, yeah, you've you know, never come in to me while I've been working. Work and pleasure. While I've like been hunting separate. down pedophiles in my job, you've never come in and said uh, no. Uh, in fact, if I ran into you in the course of my work, I'd have some real fucking questions. Yeah, true. I'd have some. I'd have some serious <laughs> concerns, mate. That'd be like a like a um, the departed esque oh, kind of storyline of like you're trying to hunt me because I'm or like or like they give me this piece of evidence of like we've hunted down this guy and it's just like a photo of our house and I'm oh, like oh god. Shit. I'm the pedophile. You live with the pedophile. I just don't. I'm happy that we've I mean, never I'm sure really we covered that I'm not audience. old enough to be a pedophile. Yeah. I'm also glad that we've never really explained to the audience exactly what it is I do at work because I prefer the term pedophile hunter than paralegal. <laughs> Though they are effectively blood brothers. But yeah, Eat Street. That, so it's I, our own Disneyland. It's our own Disneyland. I feel like... Now, I've actually never been to Disneyland. I have no interest. Full of white people. Isn't the premise of Disneyland rights... Yeah, like Pirates of Caribbean. It's Caribbean's the happiest place ride. on earth. And I oh, guess really? maybe that's what Eat Street think they are. Oh, I mean, they could be. I've I, I got to say, the energy at Eat Street is so... When I say loose, probably more accurately, it's just so positive. Like, often cloyingly positive. It seems like everyone there is having such a good time. Well, mate, apparently it's a great place to mingle, browse, meet friends, and absorb the sights, sounds, and aromas as the sun sets oh. over the river and city skyline. There's no weird way to... Not weird way, sorry, to say aromas. This is the other thing as well. I feel like as soon as you're telling someone to absorb the aroma, it's like, oh, well, just shit on the carpet. I think of like Aladdin. Yeah. Um, What? Just like the aromas. Or like Aroma Street Station, like a nickname (laughs) for when it smells like shit. Yeah, good. I don't know. There's something there. There's something in that. One Uh, of our avid listeners can go do something with that. Turn that into some fan art. Turn it into some fan art. Um, Just get some erotic fan art of Henry and I going. <laughs> I would like to do a tasteful nude. I, photo I would like to you. see a tasteful homoerotic nude that a very passionate fan has done. Now we don't receive any nudes as a result of this show, so no, we God sure no. as hell might start giving them out. <laughs> we just start sending prints of erotic nudes we've drawn of ourselves, just and like they're like because we can't. Yeah, there's like or big framed poster prints, and you better believe we're going to laminate our nudes. Oh, I always do. Yeah, because I and laminate and hand deliver nudes. Well, they're going to get wet. Eighth <laughs> Street North Shore. This is weird. It says it's a colourful budget dining hub for all the family. I don't think it's budget. If uh, anything, it's, it's insanely one of the most ex- overpriced. It is. It is. If you're it, taking your family, family of five, let's say, to eat at each street, you're sinking like over 120 bucks. Mate, you literally read my mind. My mind was exactly thinking $120. Like to feed people. Like, yeah, you could go to East Street and get like one snack and a drink. But like a, a cronut is like $13. You know, a Thai mm. grain curry from some random guy operating out of a shipping container is like 18 It is really expensive, actually. It, East Street is why I thought Milton Markets, our local, would be prohibitively expensive. Now, come out to Bath and Milton Markets, cheap as chips and a delightful time. Well, I was gonna, but even just the attitude I get in mentally and like Jack and I were talking about this when we went down the other day of like you've got to be prepared if you want to leave a market full you need to be prepared to part with some money oh seriously yeah you just do. and each street i think would be a, street a is massive. the pinnacle of that because if you're going to mate i was gonna say like do you think it's a good first date spot because i used to go to each street a lot and see a lot of people on first dates but 
It's, it's so a really far away. expensive one and it's really far away. It's a pretty big commitment. Yeah, I don't Not know if like, it's a good I, I like, don't know if it is a good first date. No, I think I, the movies is a safer bet. Uh movies still has though the well, you're stuck here for lack of a better word. I reckon just like an afternoon drink is perfect because like if you've got to go, you've got to go. But if it's going well, you can kick on into the night. Eat Street, mm. you sort of have to make a decision about what you're gonna do because it's so far away. Something I would say in terms of first date that Eat Street lends itself into is like a first date, you just want lots of stimulus. Yeah. That's you really lots because to talk about. And, and each street, about. despite not having been there, I imagine is this the diversity of stalls and activities. And oh, there's the Steel Syndicate doing a gig. Yeah. Oh, there's a like a friggin' Well, they're also, they sell butter like, chicken that you can they literally eat have on like, a pizza that comes out of a yeah. shipping container. Like, oh, that, now we can get like gelato a out of a like band t shirt. Yeah, like, like so it's like there yeah, would be so true. much stimulus that you, everyone, both people on the date would be reminded of yeah. stories constantly the whole time. I, had I would a, say that is, that is an incredibly bad because the worst thing you can have for a first date is somewhere where you're like we are going to sit in like a park or something yeah, like that legit. or like we are going to my biggest my biggest coach killer like a couple of months ago pre-covid was a date at 8 30 at a cafe on a sunday which despite being hung over there's just no stimulus at a cafe everything you're not, that can and you're be not said good about, in the mornings i was shocked when you went on a breakfast yeah no, I'm, I'm not a morning person at all i literally i would say my best hours are between 11 p.m and 1 a.m and even with work mm. like with work from home i will often just work from 11 to 1 because it's when i'm um, most productive mm. but I, I guess that's true eat street and also maybe a good thing is you're never going to eat street late at night. So we're going to be like, yeah, let's meet at 8. Yeah, what time does it, cl- does it close? I think it closes at about 9.30 or 10. Right, okay. Um, because as as I was going to talk about, so the Paper Tigers, my old band, mm. um, we had quite an ongoing engagement with Eat Street um, because uh, it's one of those places where like, it's not, you know how like the Beatles did engagements in clubs in Hamburg and say, like, you got to play for four hours. It's not that, but it was kind of that way. You pass like, over the fact that you just compared yourself to the Beatles. No, we're not the Beatles. I'm comparing myself. I compare anything to the Beatles. We compared ourselves to the Beatles when I did the Yoko Ono thing earlier. Where was your fucking problem with that? It's because you were in the band. You're both band. Got no problem with it if you're in the band. Yeah, because the Playing bass, Paul McCartney over here. Righto. Paul McCartney didn't play the bass. Yeah, he did. Did he? Yeah. He played the bass left-handed. And then he sung. Yeah. Well, I'm not left-handed. You are left-handed. Yeah, damn. You just don't play. <laughs> you really are the Paul McCartney. Yeah. <laughs> so you're um, saying I'm the Paul McCartney of this podcast. I'm absolutely saying you're Paul McCartney. Oh, well, this sick. Podcast. You're going to get shot soon. Yeah, cool. by a crazed fan, Jack, <laughs> who's offended by all the Jeff. <laughs> He's so gutted by all the Jeff Hardy jokes. He just shoots me in cold blood. <laughs> um, but it was really interesting playing there because you see the complete diversity of people. And I got to say, Henry, like we had some great gigs there when you could get people to come along. But it's awkward as shit because the thing with the E3 stage is everyone has to sit down yeah. so we got like probably like genuinely in like on the ground, on the ground or in like, like cross-legged lounge. on the ground mm, so we got like a hundred people library. in a gig once and we were so excited like it was packed i was absolutely foaming at the mouth it was great we were all so excited go out there and like two songs in i'm like oh my god they fucking hate us but it's because like no one can dance no one can sing along you're sitting cross-legged like it's year three and hard to rave when you're sitting down genuinely but we did have a great rave once because it's such a family destination we were we were playing mm. um and i was like tuning my guitar or something i noticed xavier the lead singer was like talking to someone like whilst on stage. I was really confused. Turns out like these three little girls had just jumped on stage because they assumed it was the kind of thing where you could just like grab a mic and dance along. So for 40 like, minutes- like Caitlin at lefties. Literally Caitlin at lefties with Murray from the Wiggles. But it was 40 minutes where we just played with these three like had to be five-year-old girls just dancing on our stage. And I was just like terrified I'd like knock them out with a guitar. It was the most stressful thing ever. Jesus. But it's very Eat Street to capture that energy of like incredibly young children, like mm. families spending $120 alongside side you know awkward first dates yeah maybe it's a kind of uh, it's a very yuppie place 
yeah. which I think speaks to the money. It's not. Well, that's why I'm surprised that they've said it's a budget option for the family. That's just not the case, especially when you're getting these deranged food concoctions that oh, they're pulling out all the time. They're just like making everything up, mate. As you said, like I mean, what are they like? The cronut, fantastic. And also invented in New York. It's not really a neat street concoction. No. They brought it here. And also, you know what? Like, oh, cool. One pastry-based dessert combined with another pastry-based dessert. Of course yeah. it works. It's like being like, oh, this is a steak with um, chicken on the side. I'm like, yeah, it's probably good. It's too meat. Yeah. No, couldn't agree yeah, more. Yeah, perfect but analogy. How many but ch- yeah, but they... Be- you know when you order steak with chicken on the side? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, it's like when I get a McChicken and a quarter pounder and then I put them together sometimes. Yeah. yeah. The McGangbang, apparently. I used to work at McDonald's and there's this whole idea that there's a secret menu at McDonald's that like everyone knows. Oh, and, the pounder. And that is called, a pounder's better, but it's technically called the McGangbang according to like Reddit or some shit. And I was we working the counter once. chicken and beef. It was chicken and beef. Uh, I was working oh. the counter once and a guy came in and was like, can I get a McGangbang? And I was like, what the fuck did you say to me? And then he explained it and I was like, cool, just order a McChicken and add something. <laughs> you don't need it. Whenever people are like, KFC has a secret menu, I'm like, yeah, you can change anything you want at any restaurant. There's no secret menu. No, oh, and you often do. Famously. Could I get bacon and eggs, but uh, instead of bacon, could I get uh, fucking bread? You've chosen- And then (laughs) could I change the eggs so that there's cheese in them, but then remove the cheese because I remember that I don't like it. But I like it on pizza. Could I actually just get a pizza? Sorry, could I just get some Domino's? Well, now that's what I want to order after this podcast. Obviously, we're doing Good work on Inception. But yeah, so Eat Street, I don't have a lot more to say, but yeah, the food concoctions are deranged and genuinely all this talk about Eat Street kind of makes me want to go soon. Should we go? Should we go? Should we go? Like, is it open? I don't. Is it COVID open? Surely, you could socially distance the Eat Street better than just about like anywhere else. To be honest, because it's open air. COVID because the dates are awkward. There's no chance of a kiss. No, (laughs) there's going to be a very awkward hug when you drop them to your car. But that's about it. Fucking shit's the hug day. Oh, how's the awkward hug day? Oh, Oh, bye. We should do this again sometime. Yeah, both of you know you're just absolutely not going to. If you don't kiss at the end of a first date. Is there any chance of a second one? Yes, but only if you... I reckon only Both if you, Jack and Joe have said yes. I reckon only if you dead set don't know each other. Like, if it's really your first time meeting, you have no mutual friends, yeah, no connection, and you're sort of just, like, vibing each other out as people, it's fine. Yeah. If it's someone you know and you've had vibes with or you have, like, mutual friends, I feel like there's got to be a passion in amongst it somewhere. Mm, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Anyway. Two um, blokes talking about dating. Each trip. Uh, authorities. The port sign. It would be remiss of us to not talk about Portside. It would be extremely remiss. Um, so, yeah, this is a weird area. So, this is more the North Shore side of Hamilton. Um, but the big development that has essentially tried to plug itself as a big, uh, I guess, an alternative to the barracks. I guess an alternative to a more upmarket. You know, it's not trying to be a Westfield. It's not trying no, to be- it's not trying to be intro account. It's trying to be a barracks. It's trying to be a- You, you know what I like think it's trying to do? Certain parts of Oxford Street. I think it's trying to be the James Street markets. James Street's front. an excellent yeah. comparison. Yeah. So, it's trying to be that. Thank so, you. they basically just like built it out of nowhere and they were like, hey, you know what's good for like fucking- Upmarket shopping and restaurants is being near boats. Yeah, that's um, it. So they, so they. Oh, built you like Port the obnoxious on. sound of a boat horn as you're trying to? Uh, like, uh, hey, how's that new Camilla going? Uh, you like the sight of fucking sixty-year-olds with coronavirus stepping off a cruise? Legit. Uh, Enjoy it. Just uh, sounds like we're criticizing each other's jokes. Uh, but if uh, on uh, the air, uh, yeah. you're still recovering from the uh, you got on the live show, Henry. Portside. What was that joke about Drake? Couldn't remember. <laughs> uh, Portside. <laughs> Moda yeah. Moda Is the venue there Where they hold functions Moda Moda Hey, hey Moda Ooh Moda Get him off I 
Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, I, I told my brother not I to... I told my brother not to come in. That's it. Oh. I'm coming over there now. Now, now I have to Moda. confess, I've never been to a function at Moda and it's a deranged name and I don't like any part of it. Well, I went to the Somerville Formal oh. at Moda. But, funnily enough, the ball was held at... Um, the convention centre. So Somerville, oh, have Somerville, a ball like, and a formal. like Churchy. The, uh, the the Anglicans seem to double dip. It's yeah, bizarre. they do. They always double dip those Anglicans, don't they? It's like, like our, oh, it's, we like Jesus, it's like but also boys we, like, we want some other stuff too. <laughs> it's like our boys and girls grammar like don't really do a semi. They just do their weird combined. Oh, bro, girls grammar and boys oh, grammar being like, yeah, New Eleven. We don't have a semi. We just have like a, a social, like it's a, called a, so- social. a social. Oh my, so lame. Fucking what? Have a semi like a fucking normal person. Yeah, you can all afford it. You fucking pricks. You fucking oath. Buy another suit. You fucking flocks. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of anger on this episode. <laughs> If you oh. went to grammar, fuck you. Yeah, no, I've got mad respect for people from grammar. No, me too. They're all awesome. mad respect. And they're them. hot. Those admit they're hot. Oh, they're hot. Everyone yeah. who went to one of the grammars a- is hot. If I've never met an ugly person who went to either of the no, grammars. No, me neither. <laughs> they're neither. hot. Plenty of ugly people at Moda, though. And if, they, and if they weren't hot, fuck, you better believe they were getting an OP1. Oh, they're, they're, either, they're either geniuses or hot, and annoyingly, often they're both. But I'll say this. If you went to boys' grammar especially and didn't get an OP1, you're so dumb. Oh, dead set. Because that school is Bino because they were they were telling boys to <laughs> you not- are if you if you're listening to this and you went to grammar and you didn't get an OP one <laughs> you are dead set a fucking danger to society you shouldn't be operating a motor vehicle <laughs> you are so dumb imagine the, being- the, the fucking hot TC blokes who walked out of there with OP ones imagine not matching and, and I'm like I know you're stupid I've met you I know you're thick <laughs> as two planks well imagine being that weird level where you're not so dumb that grammar does the classic thing of hey mate maybe stay home from QCS oh, but no. you're not clocking an OP you're in this no man's land. You're in the Gaza Strip. <laughs> yeah, remember when there were schools that used to like send kids to Dreamworld because they didn't want them sitting. <laughs> with- Dude, imagine if, imagine if a school sent all their kids to Dreamworld because like it was QCS <laughs> and that was the day the people they like just go on the river ride, guys. And they just all go on the river. It's pretty safe and low risk. You probably don't need supervision. <laughs> and they're like, I mean, listen, objective still achieved. Uh, now they're, <laughs> they're, now they're, they're not definitely gonna, not sitting QCS. They're going to take the everyone else's grades out. Dark I thought you were going to say. Imagine if they took him to Eat Street because it's the Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we don't want you to sit QCS. Go get a cronut. Come on. Do you think the, the shipping containers of Eat Street was a subtle wink? I know they all use shipping containers now, but that at the time was a wink to like the fact that the, the docks are near Hamilton. Oh, explicitly so, I think. Yeah, cool. Yeah, not a subtle wink at all. It, they're on the docks. Portside Motor. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so I feel like- Good function venue, but they held a law ball there. They held yes, the 20... Which I would have been far too young for. Far too young. I don't far know if you were born, my friend, but they were 20... <laughs> Jack and I were. It was the 2016 law ball. Um, this one in particular had a few interesting things because like- I was on the um, the committee at the time, I suppose, the society that was organising this yeah. ball. A massive budgetary strife. It's not a particularly interesting story, but there were just like all these issues no need coming. To tell in. Them then. Moving on. Uh, uh, no, <laughs> I'll push through regardless. But there was just like all these issues with like the budget, and everyone was like, "Oh, what's going on?" Like the law ball has this like huge budget. They're like going way over and stuff like that. And then it comes to light that they've spent, you know, like upwards of like ten thousand dollars. On two trees. Because <laughs> the theme of the ball, the theme of the ball was Alice in Wonderland. Ball themes are always the laziest thing in the world. You're like, oh, the theme's no. The Great Gatsby. Well, the, the Whatever. theme of a ball should always be so broad that it's like, it doesn't have a theme like the Seven Deadly Sins yeah. or um, like Gotham there or was this, There was this ball last year where they were like, I think it was the economics ball. And they were like, our theme is Cluedonomics. 
Mm. And I was like, that's was not dumb. a phrase people say. I don't Didn't you around. roast them on Obita? Yeah, they, yeah, all got, they upset. got really bitter and started responding yeah. to me in the comments and I absolutely fucking shredded them. Oh. It was possibly my favourite day of the year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in the lore of what you and I get up to in our <laughs> spare time, me bullying other societies online. But so, so they spent Yeah, they spent all this money on trees. And admittedly, this is the thing, we were at our budget well, meeting. Cool. Well, this is the thing. The budget meeting, it was like all this fury. And like the guy who was the socials vice president that year, like came out to bat for the two people who were organizing the ball and was like, nah, listen, like their budget is their budget. We agreed on their budget. It's not up to us to tell them how to spend it. And the president being like the president of the like entire law society being like, yeah, I feel like the members are just having issues because it's like, it's not the money you spent. It's what you decided to spend it on. Like surely they were like- a bigger musical act or like or better just things. like a bigger bar tab like, yeah like, like everyone was beers. like why couldn't we put this money like go to the bar some tab music and beers instead of the so what they've done is they've I think they had two massive like trees that are ornamental that they've had to ship in essentially oh now it's a perfect place to ship a perfect place to ship them in because you're in Hamilton but also it's like they were they were good trees. Like, we got there and I was like, listen, if you were trying to create in a ball context the appearance of Wonderland, you've done an amazing job. Okay. And, we, and everyone was getting... And everyone was getting fucking amazing photos under those trees. There's Fair. a great photo of me and my girlfriend at the time, I think. It, and, and, it was, and I wore a white jacket and I had a moustache. I looked like the Colonel. Mm. Well, you look heaps like... Heaps of likes. Yeah, heaps Breaking of likes. Breaking in you, likes. Henry. Heaps of likes. That's good. Now... I hear a lot of people had a lot to drink at that ball. A lot of people had a lot to drink at that ball, but namely, namely uh, one Jack, one Jack Hardy, Hardy uh, who Jack, lives here. I feel like maybe the night. paramedics and your parents played a role in your night. Well, I think the the main culprit of the night was the mimosas. Yeah, uh, which I don't think is <laughs> one of the lamest sentences you can say. It, it, on was, it does possibly the worst thing that I. Were you at a breakfast? <laughs> well, well, I don't think they've allowed mimosas since. Because All because oh, of you. Oh, the man who banned oh, mimosas. No more orange juice and white wine because yeah. of Jack Hardy. Think of the farmers. Maybe they're trying to grow fruit. <laughs> yeah, well, these, these orange trees. Um, well, a lot of mimosas that night. And at, at Moda, there's a, there's a fair distance between Moda and the road. So they were saying that we'll have buses to Fridays as they do uh, at, yeah, most, at, at most balls. Unless you can, like, walk. Yeah, if you can walk. Yeah, bus. bloody legless yeah. from your mimosas on your son. And this is the problem. I was this this was a while ago, as we've covered. Joe was Joe was quite young. I was young. But Henry and I were sort of in the in in the youth of our degrees. And anyway, and, and Jack, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You were the kind of like you didn't have a beer till schoolies, right? Like yeah. fair to say, you're probably still somewhat new at this point to the. Oh, oh no, you'd probably no, been. Like th- we're like third year. Oh, uni. Okay. this is like oh, then you're not let off the hook for yeah, this I at all. Become cool by this. Point. Yeah, yeah. Um, you became hot. Anyway. Going, we need. I need to find the bus, but because of these mimosas, I've been sort of removed from the venue early, and I've tried to find the bus and I couldn't find it. And at this point, it should be noted that Uber is quite new. Mm. So true, twenty sixteen. Yeah, yeah, going out for me when I was young, it was you know it was all taxis, and then it transitioned to Ubers. Anyway, so Uber's this new app. I've called an Uber, and I've got in what I thought was my Uber. <laughs> I mean, but you've already done it wrong if you called an Uber. I hope you just use the app. <laughs> I've got, Call the Uber helpline. 1-800-UBER, where are you? Hey, Uber, can I get a car? Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I've got in this Uber. It turns out it's not an Uber. It's just a very angry gentleman. And I can't remember exactly. Oh, oh not someone else's Uber. No, no. Oh, it's this, just this bloke's car. No, he, he, this bloke wasn't driving <laughs> Uber until early this year. Um, <laughs> so I've, I've got in this angry man's car. I've been like, yep, take me to Fridays. Thanks, mate. 
And he's been like, get the fuck out of my car. <laughs> and I've been like, some drunk cunt in a tux getting in your car. Just, yeah, yeah, Friday. I mean, at this Wait, point, James Bond. I'm not even, I'm not even entirely sure how Uber works. I'm like, yep, uh, sure, Fridays, please. <laughs> anyway, he's got out of his car. He's opened the back door, got me out of the car, and pushed me against a wall. My head has hit the wall, oh. and I've I've just been like completely knocked unconscious. Old mate Uber driver, one star, has got back in his car <laughs> and driven away. And somebody in a neighbouring apartment in one of these high rises has seen me, called an ambulance. You're kidding. And the next thing that I know, I can hear my mother's voice oh. being like, oh, Jack, oh, is he all right? And me being like, what the fuck? What this this app sucks. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst. Bad this ever. is the worst review. Um. They they realised that I was just drunk And then they uh, Next thing I know I woke up in my bed The next morning Completely naked Had about three seconds Of being like Fuck what a great night And then I went Oh my god no Oh I'm so embarrassed <laughs> Well I fucking love that If that doesn't sum up The sort of entitlement And yeah. loose shit You see at the ball time Bit of port yeah, well, Henry put away The orange juice And the white wine In this house I won't have that again Yeah you're banned That is just so funny To me being convinced That this Uber driver Is just fucking shit out I know we're going I know we're going so Like over time But I yeah. just want to Quickly tell a story Please um, We This is on the Like not knowing How Uber works I used to work At Uber um, And I worked for Uber Eats And my thing was Basically being part of Like um, rec- I was in sales Recruiting restaurants To get them onto uh, Onto the app And say you know You should join Uber Eats And one night, one morning, I came in and I had uh, submitted to the uh, the form, which is quite a complicated form, and that you've got to put in like an ABN and like a lot of details and stuff like that about your address and where you're trading and how long you've been trading and your name and you know how many business owners sure. you have. Etc. Plenty, plenty of hoops to jump, through. plenty of hoops to jump through. So these forms get you know, submitted for people who want to join the app as a restaurant. Um, and I had a one come through for McDonald's. And, and I was like, oh, that's weird. They haven't even listed which McDonald's they are. All we have is McDonald's. And I went to a few people higher on the company, knowing at the time that we were- Surely would, McDonald's would have been the single biggest get for Uber well, Eats. Well, that was at the end. Um, it was like, I mean, obviously McDonald's is now on Uber Eats and is like the mm. number one kind of order uh, avenue. But it, it, it was a massive behind the scenes, like 12 yeah. months, you know, negotiation. Oh, I remember I was McDonald's big on Uber Eats, Eats well before McDonald's was on yeah. it. And I was always thinking, fuck, I can't wait. Yeah. So it was a big thing. Um, and I went to some people higher up in the business and was like, hey, I've had a like what seems to be an individual franchisee come to me and try to get McDonald's on uh, you know their their McDonald's to be on Uber Eats so I sent this big email and like retail I was like hey um, it's exciting to see that you want to get involved unfortunately at the national level between Australia and McDonald's Australia's lawyers and Uber Eats as we're negotiating the terms yeah. of the contract etc about how we're going to implement McDonald's being on the app and then I called because I didn't hear back so I called the franchisee she answers she's like hi I was like, oh, hey, um, I'm just, uh, it's Henry here from Uber Eats. I'm a restaurant partnerships representative. I'm just talking to you about, uh, you know, you've obviously submitted an interest in appearing on the Uber Eats app. Anyway, she's like, what? Oh, yeah, that never turned up. I was like, pardon? <laughs> Turns out that this girl was so fucked up on a Saturday night that she wanted to order McDonald's on Uber Eats, has somehow online found the restaurant query form and has filled out the three-page form to submit that you want to be a restaurant on Uber Eats. All because, and, and she was like, oh, yeah, I just filled in the other... I was like, you put in your ABN? And she's like, oh, yeah, I just filled it out because I just wanted to get... I thought you just had to type in some numbers. And I was like, yeah, her ABN did look weird. So, I just filled all these things in. A couple in. of letters in it. And, she go, and then I was like, oh, so you just wanted to order McDonald's? She goes, yeah. And I was like, oh, there's no McDonald's on Uber Eats. She goes, oh, okay. And then she's like, do you work for Uber Eats? And I was like, yeah. She goes, 
can I have a job? <laughs> <laughs> and is that the story of how Uber Eats found its new CEO? That's exactly right. That is right. a great go-getter attitude. That's oh, it. Well. Back to Hamilton, Henry, briefly. Yeah. Um, you wrote a song about Hamilton. This we, isn't we a particularly... A- just go to YouTube and type yeah. in UQ Law Review, Living Life in Hamilton. It's a great song. And, and I think it speaks to our lifelong obsession with Brisbane suburbs. That All the way back in 2017, you were painstakingly crafting different verses about Hamilton. I feel like a lot of people would have listened to this, like, and you would have heard the opening of the episode. Yeah, Hamilton, maybe my favourite musical ever. Uh Currently on Disney Plus, so it's getting it's it's a lot in the yeah, press. They need the our promo, Henry. Yeah. Well, I'm just I think it's good that we've done Hamilton to align with the fact that That's Hamilton is back in the newsfeed. Uh, yeah, musical about Alexander Hamilton, just the fucking best rap musical. Yeah. Lin Manuel killing it. Um, a gorgeous a gorgeous piece of work. But I uh, thinking you know in my young 2017 law review mind of where we write song parodies, thinking. Oh, fuck. We have a suburb called Hamilton in Brisbane. Yeah. Uh, my favourite musical, Hamilton. The opener being called Alexander Hamilton. Match the syllables up. I was like, oh, living life in Hamilton. Yeah. We can write a whole song about Hamilton. Um, fuck, prepared me pretty well for this podcast, just having to sit down and write an entire four-minute song about the suburb of Hamilton without ever having lived there. Uh, just trying to and like... There's actually not that much to say. Like, well, intuitively li- for an episode that's now clocking an hour, like, yeah. I don't actually have that much to say about Hamilton. Well, the characters in the Living Life in Hamilton song were like, pool boy, rich doctor... Suncorp salesperson, nudgy student, magistrate. But I had great lines of like, you know, there was like the magistrate being like, living life in Hamilton. I have a family here in Hamilton and there's no dirty deal I haven't done, but I'm a great magistrate. And then, yeah, that's a bit of fun. You had MILFs in it. Where's the MILF? I love this podcast just being you revisiting past glories. My step- yeah, man, I wrote, I wrote oh, this that thing was that was like- funny. <laughs> oh, I was happy with this line. Plastic surgery woman planning for the oppo and financial <laughs> demands of the cost of a tit from Dr. Richardson. My stepmom sleeping with a new man. My stepmom sleeping with a new man. My dad sells phony <laughs> stocks in Japan. Nude at Portside, get a good tan. My stepmom Portside, well, best day. Moving into Hamilton. Anyway, not so much. As- <laughs> what is the point of this anecdote? No, I just it's You're just it's it being like Jack. And go. now for an excerpt from Henry's Year Eleven English essay. <laughs> Legit, like oh, here's a public speech I did that won something in Year Twelve. Let's how talk about it from hard it was, on the podcast. How fucking hard it was to rewrite Lin Manuel Miranda's intricate rhymes and ingenious raps. Yeah, I do. To suit a poll. Yeah, 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 you do because. You know how hard it is to do And then it gets Fucking shit can Yeah oh, oh, I just, I just uh, Anyway um, For those interested In Henry's past successes I hope he's starting A podcast called Little Wins <laughs> It is <laughs> hard To rewrite Hamilton To be about this And also like When we did the show We bi- we had to like What part of this Is relevant to the suburb We had to build a song Like the suburb oh, song That said Hamilton yeah. on it We had all the co- It was just It was a good oh, song Feel free to sing some more mate We do a podcast About Brisbane suburbs We have have to come to the table with stories about the suburbs. I have I don't know much about this fucking suburb. So I turn up. I've written a song about this suburb. It's a story about a world great gonna, thing you've done. In what world on the Hamilton episode of Unpacking Brisbane was I not going to mention the fact that I've written a musical oh, theatre song? Mention it. We just don't need two minutes of it. We just don't need two minutes of it. Do you want to talk about the, cruises? I edit the episodes, Henry. Do you want to talk about cruises? <laughs> yeah, love them, Guava. 
Bang. Move no, on. not particularly, actually. All I want to talk about is, you know that insane house on the hill? Yep. Um, like the main one. I went there for a formal prees for, obviously, girls' grammar formal prees in year 12. Um, like, obviously, beautiful house, like classic. But you made the point, and very accurately, can you imagine having that house and ever not having prees for something? Like, imagine yeah. being in this girls' group and being one of the girls, and it's like, oh, I don't actually think I will have prees at Hamilton House this year. I'm a bit of an Shut introvert. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a bit of an introvert. Oh, why'd you build your house on a hill? Oh, I just like me time. I just want to be really alone and stuff. That's why I built the single most exposed house in Brisbane. Well, I'm so introverted that I was hoping it'd be so high up that a clown would come past. <laughs> and I'd be kind of like hanging out. I'm a bit There's a real two, two extroverts impression of an introvert is like, I don't know, man, clouds. I don't know. What are they like? I don't know. Clouds. Clouds. Yeah, I think there is a certain, like there's a weird threshold where when you reach a niceness of level of yeah. house, you need to be, yeah, it needs to be like- You're the default praise house. Yeah, you're the default praise house. You have an obligation to host praise. Does Hamilton fuck? It's the question on everyone's lips, Henry. What an erotic phrase. Does Hamilton fuck to you, Henry Bretz? Hamilton does not fuck to me. Complete agreeance. Unfortunately, Hamilton. I can't remember what we said about Ascot, but uh, I'm sure all of those reasons are even more pronounced. Hamilton is just a. It's too busy to fuck. It's too old to fuck. It's too impersonal to fuck. I don't know what they're doing with their time, but they're definitely not fucking. Well, here's my reason. I can only draw an illusion and a, and a vibe of fuckingness mm. um, from what I know. And what I know of Hamilton is sitting in traffic for 45 minutes on Kingsford Smith Drive. Oh my God. I looked this it up. It doesn't today. come quickly. That development started in 2008. It has been 12 years of sitting in traffic and not fucking. Mate, it's fu- like I literally one time, it was my birthday and I'd been at Aww. Mount Cutha and I was trying to drive across town to get home. Um, I had to drop my friend at Grilled Ascot um, on the racecourse road there. And then I was like, oh, I'll get to, yes, Jack, it's that friend. I can see your look. Uh, <laughs> and um, <laughs> uh, It's that friend. Yes, it is that person. Um, uh, acute listeners will know who I'm talking about. And so then- Yeah, we have a lot of cute listeners. Hey, and if you're not cute, stop listening. So turn we don't, off my we don't want you. Feel free to send in a laminated selfie to confirm. <laughs> laminated, please. But so you were you were dropping her off. Dropped her off at our grilled ascot, and then um, went got tried to go on the Gateway Bridge, and literally like late for my own birthday drinks by like an hour and a half oh, because I was sitting. Deranged. Now, in the defence of Hamilton, I was sitting in the right hand lane that I didn't realise was a turning lane to go see Cirque du Soleil, um, <laughs> which is always there. So it was really some. Scandinavian cunt doing a cartwheel that actually held yeah. me up getting to my uh, oh we we Scandinavian oh. you reckon <laughs> I don't know whatever they are French Cirque du Soleil yeah Cirque du Soleil very French no but I'm sure there are Scandinavians on exchange <laughs> they have an exchange program <laughs> within the circus ah, where, where have like, I heard this bit before uh, uh, <laughs> got him but yeah no I'm inclined to agree I think even that I can run on this sucker <laughs> what <laughs> That's Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> no, I'm just, that's- you know what that sounds like, Henry? The P&O Cruises. Another major part of Hamilton that doesn't fuck and is a big part of what I want to say. I like. Yeah. I have such like weird memories. My grandparents were very keen on cruises when we were younger. Um, and what they'd always be doing is they always took, basically, we have like, you know, me and three other boy cousins, then my sister and a girl cousin. Mm. My sister and her cousin got taken on no less than four cruises. And I was always told we'd get taken on one eventually. Never did, but you know what? I'm grateful. I don't want to go on a cruise. I don't get the appeal in the fucking slightest. 
pissed. No, I don't get it either. Like honestly, particularly like we made a slide remark even about it. It's pre-COVID. Everyone's like, everyone's like, oh, you go on a cruise is the best. You do karaoke. You watch a movie. You go for a swim. I was like, yeah, I'll tell you what I can do. I can do all of those fucking things on land. Yeah, literally in I don't need to be, And then I can do other shit. I don't need to be stranded on a boat. You want to travel, catch boat. a plane. And like, so it's not like, yeah, it was great. We had two hours off the boat in Fiji. And I'm like, yeah, bullet cunts. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I reckon like, the, I'm not even being facetious here. Like, I'm literally not trying to be funny. Titanic still scares me, bro. Oh, genuinely. I watched Titanic too Boats late in my life for me to want to go on a yeah, cruise. No. Like, I don't want to go on a cruise. Although Titanic fucks. Oh, Titanic. You know, that's but, hard. But they fucked in a car on a boat. But also, I feel like Titanic was a relic of a bygone era where young people would catch boats. Young people mm. are catching planes now. Like, it's all old. And as we've rehashed a lot of times on the show, old people have acute energy, but they don't fuck. Mm. So pretty comfortably for me, Henry, I've got to say Hamilton doesn't fuck. The cruises doesn't fuck. Though I do love the like the big dick energy of like I'll be like going for a walk in Balimba and just hear and you're like, oh, yeah, they there's a boat. Yeah. yeah, they make themselves known. But that's not but a that's fucky not that energy. fucky because no, the people no. who work at the nightclubs and make themselves known aren't usually the best fuckies. The yeah, ones who are the fuckies are the ones. It's the quiet ones in the like, corner. Be like, oh, I'm sensitive. Oh, I'm sensitive. Can I have a vodka tonic, please, babe? Oh, I'm so sensitive. Oh, I'm, I'm, so a, sensitive. Uh, I'm a wallflower. Are there any perks to this? Yeah, plenty. Oh, you'll never believe it. Coro drives all choked up. I'm gonna have to take another route. That is all we have time for, Henry. On this, I gotta say, I thought this episode was gonna be like 40 minutes. Yeah. I guess we had a lot more to say about Hamilton than once thought. Got a lot to say about criticizing Jack. Do we get a pizza after this? Yeah, I think so. Should we get Should we get three pizzas? Three of us. Yeah. You know what my logic? I've got leftover pizza in the but fridge. But my that's my logic. With I always feel like I should over order pizza because pizza reheated never in the microwave because it gets soggy. But you chuck a bit of pizza in the oven for twenty minutes, it gets mm. even crispier when they deliver it. Actually, here's a hack for everyone: Domino's pizza I always find is like ten percent undercooked. So, yeah. whack it in the oven, crisp it up, get it nice and hot, and it's perfect yet again. And here we all were thinking Henry's Hamilton was the worst part of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. Oh. I say, no, I would say that, like... Yours was more self-indulgent. I'm just trying to help the audience. Yeah, true. Uh, pizza <laughs> pizza for lunch is good, though. Like, I've got, well, Georgia and I made, like, this pizza, and it was, like, a very, like, leftover, like... Nice, good pizza. Um, okay. Like there's like like vegetables and shit. Oh on yeah, but like I, the I was shit. gonna have that for dinner, yeah. but now I'm like, no, that's true. Like if you clear pizza's great for clearing out your fridge. As Henry and I have literally done a bring a weird ingredient pizza competition. The hash brown and chorizo pizza was one of the nicest things I've ever had. Yeah, it was great. Genuinely, Domino's. If Don May, if you're listening. Well, that was pizza chat. Um, Hamilton, yeah, hope you liked it, I guess. Go go watch Hamilton the Musical on Disney+. Yeah, if you want. It's awesome. Uh, feel free not to go to Hamilton the Suburb. We'll probably see you all at Eat Street soon because now I'm really tempted to go. Fucking Jack um, here, Aaron Burr, wanted to be in the room where it happened, so he hey. just hung out here the whole time. Good ref. <laughs> uh, you Good like ref. that? Like a bit of that? All right, we're back on Hamilton. Who lives, who dies, who tells your story? Bloody probably Jack. Like <laughs> microphones. But, uh, but, yeah, we're so open to suggestions because after, you know, a little flurry of activity with... The live show and a couple of specials. We uh, we're running dry, at least on inspiration for the suburb. So if you live in a yeah. suburb, you feel's been underappreciated, do message us, and reach out, and we'd love to hear from you. And we've got some exciting things coming in next week's housekeeping. Uh, so keep an eye on that, uh, and we'll do it all.